Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. It's time for another edition of the podcast with Mike Flanders, where we talk about investing, finance, and retirement. We help you hopefully strategically plan uh, with some good ideas. And of course, to get really into the nitty gritty and strategically planning, you got to reach out to Mike and have a conversation. And we'll make that easy for you throughout the podcast. But for now, welcome in, my friend. How are you this week? Looking forward to a great conversation today, Mark. I know that you had mentioned we wanted to talk a little bit about flying we or are. something like that today. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, I've got some uh, pretty interesting flight stories. We'll see if something okay. comes out uh, when we're talking. Today, Absolutely. So. Yeah, we're going to have some fun with this. So what I wanted to do is my wife travels a lot. We, Mike and I have <laughs> talked about that off the air before a little bit. And so her job uh, it requires a lot of international travel. And one week every month, she's flying. Her territory that she takes care of, if you will, is Europe and Asia. <laughs> pretty large territory. Small place. Yeah, yeah. small place. So basically half the globe, right? So she spends yeah. a lot of time flying to London and Norway and Poland and China and Shanghai and blah, 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 blah. And I just mm. couldn't do it. I don't think I could do the 10, 12, 15, 17, 18 hours oh, in a tin no. can. But it got me to thinking about, like, what could we learn from flying in retirement planning? And the more I thought about this, there's a lot of similarities to, you know, flying and taking flight to retirement planning than you might think. For example, a flight plan. Most of us listening to this podcast, I'm sure everyone, just about everyone, has been on a plane before. And while you may or may not know it, you should have a working knowledge that the pilot just doesn't go up in the air and go, well, where you want to go, right? <laughs> so he's, yeah, right. Yeah, he's got a flight hope plan. Not, you hope not, mm-hmm. right? They file a flight plan with the tower and, and the FAA and all that stuff, and they head a certain direction. So And they have to do this in order to kind of obviously not hit other planes as well. So there is a lot that goes into a flight plan, much like there is a lot that goes into a retirement plan. Yeah, there sure is. Yeah, there's a great book I read several years back called Checklist Manifesto. Okay. Um, And it has to do with the World Health Organization and some of the things that they were finding that were causing deaths unnecessarily, it seemed. And when they started uh, this process of going through a checklist before they had start procedures with patients, and I'm not talking about just surgeries, but just the whole engagement with a, a patient coming in for care to be examined, right. that the uh, checking everything started to cut down on it. And they found a lot of it was just infections because of equipment that's not properly sterilized and it hadn't been checked and you know just got passing germs and that sort of thing. So the same thing I think applies in the um, the area of planning your finances. Like you said, you don't take off without a flight plan. You, you uh, go. I, I just met this morning with a couple that uh, are thinking about selling their house here locally and moving uh, to Southern Pines down your way, Mark. Down my and, way, yeah. um, they um, you're looking at getting closer to the door. Well, they they called me and said, you know, we haven't met in a while. It's it would be good for us to talk, so we can get your input. And in the course of the discussion, what they had thought might be the thing to do, we were able to unpack about three different routes and actually then tie in some things to save them some taxes going down the road and all that. But without that, if they had just kind of like jumped in the cockpit and fired her up and started down the road. It may have worked, right. but it wasn't the most efficient and it wasn't the most tax friendly way to go about things that they were thinking of doing. And so, you know, whenever people call me and they say, hey, I need to get such and such or do such and such, I'll ask them, I'll say, 
do you mind sharing with me what you're thinking, what's going on? Because it's not infrequent that I am able to hear what they're doing and just been around so much for 40 some odd years that I can help them to refine maybe a way of getting to the same goal yeah but do it much more effectively so yeah it's no. good to get that you know like you say file a flight plan file a flight plan mid course yep. corrections exactly yeah, absolutely. yeah i mean you don't make decisions where you're going in the plane after you've gotten into the air on takeoff and so mm -hmm. but a lot of people do sometimes <clears throat> think about that as the way they're going to approach retirement well I'll, I'll make that decision when i get there right you'll hear somebody say well mm -hmm. I, i'll make a decision on what i'm going to do in retirement once i'm retired and it's like eh, that might not be the best idea <laughs> yeah and you know i think i think fear plays a, a big role in that because you don't know what it's going to be like and to think about making a plan to kind of pre-live the retirement scenario a little bit it might be you know something that causes a little hesitancy because i might not be ready yeah, or right I don't know what I am going to do, and I don't want to have to deal with that. I figure it's yeah. just going to come to me as I go. Those things are good to live through. And a guy some years ago, um, he told me that before he retired, it was either six months or a year, he just went to living exactly how he had planned he would live in retirement to make sure it worked for him so he could make adjustments before he actually pulled the trigger on cutting off the paycheck. Mm, and gotcha. uh, I thought it was a real wise way to look at some things, You know, do a test run. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's a very interesting way of thinking about that. A lot of people do. I've heard many people say practice uh, like with the budget, the dreaded B word. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, look at what yeah. you think your budget's going to be in retirement, and try living like that for six months or a year, and see if that's yep. still going to work for you. Because then it gives you time to adjust. Because you're still actually collecting that paycheck. So a couple of good right. points there. So let's stick with our flying theme for a minute, and we'll go to the second piece of this, and that is the fact that for me. So I mentioned that she travels the long distances. The last long distance flight I took was from Carolina to California last year. And mm -hmm. it was, uh, you know, it's about six hours, I think. And I mm -hmm. was getting pretty edgy. Like by the time we got to about four hours, I was ready to get out of that flipping airplane. And a lot of it's <laughs> due to the turbulence. And when I was younger, Mike, it didn't bother me. Like if the plane got a little rocky, I didn't care. But now that I've mm -hmm. aged and I'm, I'm pushing 50 here, turbulence is affecting me more. And how like perfect is that a metaphor for volatility and the fact that as we age, volatility begins to bother us more than it did when we were 30? Yeah, it sure can be that way. Of course, I've, I've got to be the anomaly because I used to get sick on a plane when I was a kid, and now I'm fine. So who knows? <laughs> well, but thanks, Mike. Now, you blew that, you blew like that metaphor all out of the water. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, right, right, right. Well, there's always the weirdo out there, and that's, that's me. true. But, there uh, you go. Yeah, you know, I, now I get on a plane, and, and if I get in a seat situation with these small jets where you you sit down in the seat and your oh, knees yeah. are slammed up against the front in front of you, I start to get claustrophobic, and so I freak out, uh, particularly if I don't get the aisle seat. So okay. anyway, so, well, there's so all kind of things same that kind can of thing, bother though. people. Yeah, exactly. That that ties right into stress and worry of the market of the volatility. Same kind of thing. Yeah, it absolutely is. And so, you know, the way you deal with it is that you consider before you start investing, or if you already have investing, you step back for a moment. I don't mean you pull out of the market and all that kind of stuff, but you step back, you assess 
what's my comfort level with risk? Because I am going to deal with risk. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Unless I'm just putting it in a mattress or out in the backyard in a can, then I'm making no return because I'm taking no risk. If you're going to make some return, you're going to have some kind of risk. And you need to know what to expect and see, is my portfolio performing in the range of expected returns based on the risk that I'm comfortable taking. So if you do that, that can be something that you can just look to. It's like a marker. I know when we were having our kids, we did the Lamaze method. And you know, they said, get a focal point, help your wife focus on that focal point and keep her breathing and steady and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it's like a focal point. Hey, yes, the market's choppy. Yes, it's going down but it's within the range that I expected based on what I'm willing to do as far as up and down risk, up and down movement in the market. So I don't need to panic. I need to just focus on, I've set up for this and this is not a surprise. I should have been expecting it. It's here, just ride through because I know that over time, about three years out of four, the market's gonna go up. They don't go up three years and then down one year and then up three years and down one year. They might go down three years and up nine years. You just don't know. Right. All I know is that's what the market's done in the past is probably going to continue something like that in the future. And if I'm playing a game and I win three out of four times, I'm very happy. Might not be happy when I'm losing the one time. Right. But I'm going to be happy if I just keep playing the game. Well, Mike, it's important, though, that people – be honest with themselves about how they truly feel about volatility, right? Because I think a lot of people don't do that. They they may be saying mm-hmm. one thing, but that's not really what they're comfortable with. And if you can't be honest right. with your advisor, how are they going to have you, you know, properly allocated? You've got to be straightforward with yourself, with your spouse, and with your advisor about mm-hmm. how much volatility you can handle. Exactly. And, you know, that's a reason why, too, when a person starts, I'll often tell them if they're having some real question about how they should structure their portfolio for risk, we'll do some analysis. We'll do a little some questionnaires and some tests and things like that to come up with a, a risk number, so to speak. And then I'll just ask them about, you know, let's do a gut check. Should we just pull that back a little bit? We can always then go through some markets see how it does, see how you feel in the real world. And then we can make adjustments if we need to, just to really find out what your real risk tolerance is, as opposed to, you know, just to guess. Yeah. So it's not like you're, you get in and you got to stay that way forever in order to be academically proper in the way that you're investing. Yeah. You can make an adjustment to, to get to where you really feel is the right place for you. Yeah. And and unlike flying, you can make those adjustments. Whereas if, if you're in Mm -hmm. a plane and the plane's got some turbulence, well, you just got to deal with it. Right. (laughs) But, but if you, but in the market and investing, you can make adjustments, but you want to make sure that you're making calculated adjustments. And speaking of calculation, that brings me to my final point here for the podcast this week. And that is Mm -hmm. uh, air traffic control. So that's where kind of you come in, Mike and, and what you do, the best pilot in the world is not going to get from point A to B without talking to air traffic control, without some help, making sure they're in the right pattern, making sure that they're avoiding any weather on the horizon, so on and so forth, because they can't see everything from the cockpit because that's, you know, they're, they're busy doing their own thing. Well, if you think about working or, or planning for retirement or getting ready for you, you're living your life. You can't see everything coming down the road, living your life. That's why you work with a financial coach, Mike, like yourself, to kind of help them see, help Mm -hmm. folks see the things that they're not used to seeing. 
Yeah, I mean, and I have coaches that help me with things like that. There you um, go. Yeah. I pay some pretty good money for some coaches to <laughs> assist me uh, to do things properly and all. And, you know, it's money I feel is well spent because I've got another set of eyes. I and mean, and particularly if that's your business, like mine is providing coaching to other people around their finances. You know, the old story about the cobbler has no shoes. It's easy to not take the time or think that you have to operate the same way as you're telling your clients to operate, that you're special, you're outside of that. And and so I, I get somebody to come look over my shoulder and look at my real numbers and tell me, hey, you need to make this adjustment or you're on track here or you're off. You know, it's just that you you aren't always able to be honest with yourself maybe is the word or maybe as we rationalize some of our actions because we're enjoying what we're doing getting that other person that can be non-emotionally involved in it and just really give you a good feedback is so critical to making good decisions and i don't know everything so when i meet with someone i'm talking to them about things that i have learned over many years of dealing with attorneys with mortgage brokers with cpas with insurance agents with all kinds of people where i've been able to gather the information put it into the way i think and keep up with how those things integrate and work and it's uh you know you're not getting just me you're getting a lot of people that have been uh and continue to be influences you know, when I'm talking with a client, that's what you're looking for in terms of uh, getting to your destination. Somebody that can kind of see other things that are going to impact you that could impact you or are coming based on what you're doing and warn you about them and show you how to avoid those issues. Yeah, no, great points. And obviously that's where I kind of was thinking about this thing when I was talking about flying with my wife and it was like, there's so many similarities between air travel and retirement planning. And so these are just a few things we were thinking about. So I wanted to share them today on the podcast. But again, it's really important that you file that flight plan, AKA have a retirement plan, that you understand that you're what you're able to handle in a turbulent time whether that's market risk, whether that's you know interest rate risk, whether that's various different things that go into that turbulence, if you will, of uh, your finances. And then finally, just having that coach to coach you through it, that air traffic control to help you get from point A to point B. So I think this is kind of a fun exercise. Hopefully people enjoyed it. Uh, if you did and you'd like to hear more from us, then make sure you subscribe to the podcast at spcinvesting.com. That is spcinvesting.com. And of course, when you're there, you can check out Mike and the team and all the stuff he's got on his website, as well as click the podcast page and subscribe to us on whatever platform. You'll see him right there at the top that you prefer. And of course, if you did hear something, you want to talk more about it before you take any action, always check with a qualified professional like Mike Flanders, mm -hmm. financial coach at strategic planning corporation serving the Carolinas here. So call him at 336-668-4338. That's 336-668-4338. Mike, my friend, thanks so much for your time this week on the show. Perfect. I love that topic. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. I love uh, taking a little flight here with you. There you go. Very cool. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, now, I, I, let me ask you, have you ever gone on a prop plane before? Oh, yeah. I, I've flown a prop. Oh, uh, have you? Uh, okay. Tail dragger. Yeah, yeah. My, it's uh, interesting, isn't grandfather it? Grandfather was a pilot for Delta and flew oh. the first transatlantic flight with Delta back oh. in the day. Well, that's look at that. I didn't even plan that. That's awesome. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, so. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's a, that's a scary experience. I'll leave us with a funny joke that I think this is interesting. You know, when you get on those, if you've never been on one of those prop planes, a lot of times they ask you as you're boarding, let's say it's a six-person, six eight-person, ten-person, whatever. They say, how much mm -hmm. do you weigh? 
and they ask each, uh-huh. per, each person what they weigh. And then I asked, I said, well, why? And they said, well, so we know how much fuel to put in the plane. And so I said, <laughs> well, fill it up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, now they do all that for weight balancing and I get it, but I thought it's one of those questions <clears throat> where it's a strange sounding question to say, no, you, you, mm-hmm. fill, you fill the plane up. I want as much fuel in there as possible just because there's no gas stations in the sky. <laughs> there you go. And, and hearing that question engenders the thought of like you getting on an elevator says weight limit is such and such. And you yeah. look around and you say, hey, you know, maybe I'll take another one. Yeah, if there's sometimes there's eight people in there, and you're like eight so, so. people at 200 pounds on average each, blah blah. Yeah, <laughs> well there right. you go. That's right. There you go. Well, all right, folks. Uh, thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. We're gonna let you get out of here. Uh, again, make sure you subscribe to us. Check Mike out online at spcinvesting.com, and we'll see you later here on Strategic Planning. So long. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.